0: Hello, welcome to Lazada Insider, featuring knowledge that makes a difference. We share trusted insights, forward-looking perspectives, and exclusive expert interviews to keep you ahead of the curve. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Janet Neal from Lazada Corporate Sustainability. Here we are today at Lazada Insider knowledge that makes a difference and today we have back again our sustainability series and we are going to catch up on part two of a very interesting um, chat with Anvia from Ipsos, Singapore uh, and our topic from the last episode was about intentions to actions. How do we narrow the to gap in sustainability and that we notice about consumers' intent not translating into climate actions. So today I would love to welcome back Amvia. Thanks Janet, happy to be back. Yes, lovely. So now today we're going to focus a lot more on the actions and I would love to uh, deep dive more in with you how the maps recap from the last uh, episode about maps uh, from motivation, ability, processing and also the notes on physical and social, uh, how can we apply this? So I love to chat more with you. And here we go into our first question. Now we do have um, a block building block, right? Step-by-step to know how we can uh, translate this intent and how do we find the matching gap uh, to change it into actions. And in this regard, do you have some examples that you can share with us that you have seen uh, that businesses have been able to leverage uh, your map concept to uh, apply to consumer actions.
1: Yeah, so I think there is uh, there is a fair bit that we see that businesses have managed mm-hmm. to leverage as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes. then there are, of course, you know, if we apply the MAPS framework, there could be multiple things that uh, could be done as well. So if we talk about motivations, one of the things that people talk about is that You know, sometimes I don't feel like doing anything about recycling because it is so difficult for me. You know, it's an added chore. Uh, It's an added task. Mm -hmm. So the motivation is is really not there. Uh, But we see examples of a shampoo brand uh, that wants uh, people to recycle the bottle. So then the bottle can really be used anywhere. Uh, So what they have done is that they have a very simple perforation on the Mm -hmm. bottle itself. So that once you just prick, you just look at the perforation, that entire branding, the plastic branding comes out. And then that bottle is de-branded. It can be used as any other bottle, right? And there are enough signals and markers that each time you're using the shampoo, there are enough reminders uh, that are there um, to, to remind the consumer that, okay, this is what you can do with the bottle, right? And you can then... Then it's not an added chore. It's not taking time out of your daily routine that's there. And then once you do it, the the consumer doesn't need to go that extra step of making sure they're recycling, putting it to the plastic bin and all that, which, again, we know consumers are very compliant with that. So that is one in terms of motivation. In terms of ability, where we want to give consumers know-how to do it, I think brands perhaps need to do a little more when it comes to sustainability. Because right right now, with with a Mm. lot of things around, they may not know, okay, what exactly is sustainability? What is the magnitude of the sustainability that's there, right? Uh, so simple mental mapping reference point evaluations can really mm-hmm. help. So, another point from health again to draw from is like the healthy choice logo from singapore mm-hmm. that yeah. simply is a very good visual mnemonic that indicates that once it's there, you know that this is going to be like a healthy kind of a beverage brand, yeah. So these um, so that is is how you make people sort of understand um That, okay, what is it that it could have? In terms of processing, now, even if you know that, okay, this particular thing is sustainable, okay, eco friendly, you need to also, brands need to be able to guide people to make the required impact. So mm-hmm. what we've seen, let's say that people think that consuming local meat instead of imported plants would help them reduce their carbon footprint mm-hmm. um, versus shifting to a plant-based diet. Now, why do they say that? Because they don't know what is the impact uh, that each of these actions have, right? So if you do guide them on to what, what a certain thing could have an impact on Uh, now it could be about percentages it could be about certain you know milestones and make it tangible then you're helping them process their actions about sustainability again in a very right direction so that it has larger impact physical context again uh, we Mm -hmm. have seen brands um, maybe not in southeast asia but like in japan recycling is a big culture Mm -hmm. and uh, when we have done you know talk to seniors and uh, with the aging population they are very concerned about recycling that is their habit they want to be able to do that Uh, but they were struggling with a lot of uh, you know packaging which they had to break um, and then you know uh, make it into a flat box and then carry it and we've seen brands which have made it into lighter kind of packaging so that it's easy even with a lot of, uh, you know, dexterity, a lot of motion control issues to be able to collapse them and make the person feel that you're still, you know, recycling and playing your part in society. In terms of social signaling as well, we have brands, um, we have uh, a beverage brand in Thailand, which uh, Mm -hmm. markets itself to be only sourced by local ingredients because it wants to uh, focus very clearly on the local farming community. Mm -hmm. So any consumer that is buying that brand is signaling to the world that I care about these values and my values are that I care about the community, and I am, and that is my contribution to how I am playing a part in my country and in my society. Sometimes. So, there are very good examples of brands who may not have known about our maps framework, so to speak, but have. But we see parts of it being implemented. And mm-hmm. when I am talking about implementing it in a behavioral uh, framework context, it is it is not that everything needs to be done. Uh, at one go, it could mean that at some level you are influencing the motivation, but you also need to influence the physical context so that both work hand hand uh, uh, in that uh, context. Or maybe there is only one thing uh, that is driving or that is a big barrier to this behavior change. And and if you look at social signaling, you look at the social values that are there, those are the things that can help you solve and, and make sure that the consumers are playing uh, their part um, into sustainability.
0: Right. That's very interesting uh, how you have illustrated, right, the different uh, factors uh, in MAP and some of these examples, uh, one of the things that I hear is that um, it's actually quite intrinsic to product design and the user, user experience, What like you mentioned about the shampoo bottle and how they implement the markings. So this is very like, like having, it's almost like having the product designer to be a lot more thoughtful and a lot more detailed about oh, how a consumer would feel as they're using the product, and how through that journey they could interject with the environment aspect, where they can help uh, not just raising awareness, but bring out that motivation that they want to do something while they are doing the washing the shampoo oh. in every step, right? So yeah. it's going into more uh, details, more thoughtfulness, more care to bring out um, like. Uh, Things that can help consumers to be more motivated, and you yeah. you, you share a few examples, and I, I start to see that you know when uh, a product could be in introducing a uh, better product design that's how with the echo awareness and the echo motivation or consciousness bring out the yeah. consciousness as they use it right and then linking it to whether in uh, the action which is maybe recycling as an action uh, the packaging how how easy it becomes uh, for consumers to recycle and then it links to the purchasing part uh, where you talk about values social values and when when we talk about values today, it's almost signaling that consumers have gone beyond just looking at a brand promise, like a product brand promise. They want something bigger. They want a bigger reason. uh, Why? they want to support uh, a yeah. particular product and what it stands for, right? And yeah. that goes into a bigger purpose bit, which some of the biggest uh, FNCG brands we have noticed uh, globally, they are very strongly tapped into brand purpose. Um, and we know that brands who are uh, marketing themselves, uh, re-engineering the way they built uh, brand promise, brand purpose, and igniting the consumer's uh, love uh, for like, environment or for social issues. It has already now been proven that these products do better in the long term. So I also noticed our time here is really great that you have shared so many examples with us. And just for us to, before wrapping up, I would love to um, just ask you one more question uh, on this study, right? And from Southeast Asia, that if, if business were to take actions today, uh, and if they they say that like hey I'm via yeah, you know I'm not an international brand you know I, I'm I'm a startup I just started uh, a brand because I am behind ethical branding I'm behind echo and I want to produce a product that is uh fit for the earth today and what can I do like I don't have that kind of budget like an international brand what would you what kind of advice would you give them
1: so my advice uh to yeah. them would be w- would be very simple because i think yes you're your your right to say global brands have not only you know tapped into brand purpose they've also started making commitments which is like we will do x percentage uh mm-hmm. reduction of plastics right. by x date etc mm-hmm. and all that yeah. now one of the things that we should and, and customers are saying that right and i think mm-hmm. plastics is something which is quite e- quite Something that I think customers have started to expect, because if I, as a consumer, am saying no to a plastic bag and a pet market or a supermarket, then I expect that the brand around me replaces their plastic straws with a paper straw, right? Uh, Why should it be any different? And Mm -hmm. we now see a lot of brands have done that. So now one of the things that a new brand, which is jumping into this bandwagon, needs to take care of is that certain things have become expectations from consumer and at the end of the day would they be able to drive differentiation right so if Mm. you now introduce a paper straw it's not a big deal that is what you should be doing so Mm. what do you look for Uh, which and and here is where you need to keep a pulse on where is your consumer sitting on a spectrum of sustainability because in Mm -hmm. reality we like to think about it as one big block but people are on a spectrum of sustainability some people are still happy with with You know, reduction in plastic or saying no to plastic, whereas some of them have really gone to, okay, are they using renewable ingredients? What is the carbon footprint of uh, my uh, brand that I'm purchasing? And they're looking at brand values from that sense. We also have a new customer segment emerging, which is the Gen Z. And we know that Gen Z is driven by whether a brand fits in with my personal values or not. And sustainability is one of their personal values, right? So to these brands, um, I would say that first, find out where is your consumer segment in your market. And there could be different market realities. And where are they on the spectrum of things? What is their level of understanding about sustainability? So are you going to be a guider brand? Are you going to be an enabler brand? What is the role that they would expect you to play? Like, do I guide you into, okay, here is the information or do I make it easy and simple for you? So I become like an enabler of uh, your actions. yeah. And the realities uh, of people around different markets with regards to the same issues around sustainability could also be different. Like we have uh, deliveries which are there, which highlight some time slots, which is less CO2 emission, right? Now right. there could be people sitting in markets and saying, Hey, there is no pollution in my uh, country and it's okay, you know, for me not to inconvenience myself for that. But there mm-hmm. could be people sitting in countries where people are really suffering in terms of respiratory issues. And mm-hmm. that simple thing that, that is like, okay, here you can choose a time slot, which has a lesser carbon footprint. Um, that could be mean a lot of uh, relevance to them and they could catch on to this you should also look at what can help uh, consumers have sustained uh, changes, right, from a long-term perspective, uh, because uh, for any brand to, to make huge investments into Changing a lot of production, packaging, ingredients—it means a lot. And if tomorrow you feel, oh, maybe this is like a fad, and we don't know how long this continues, um, then you need to make sure that you are again enabling them from that perspective—that uh, you, you, that you know—they're going to be with you. They're going to be with the brand, uh, and they don't leave you sort of midway. And brands should not always look at rewarding consumers uh, you know just just keep nudging them uh, because nudges a lot of times mean that they're easy to do and they're short-term kind of gains right so uh, if I go to I've gone to a convenience store and said no to a plastic bag and I've got a voucher for a free coffee now does that mean that I'm going to every time say no to a plastic bag that really may not happen but then Mm -hmm. the retailer cannot keep on giving me free coffees that are there right so then you need to understand what exactly is the barrier which is intrinsic what is the what is the environment like and how do we what is the right thing for us to look at um, in terms of interventions and solve it
0: in that manner mm-hmm. that's really interesting Avia. Um, because from here we, all, we also hear like um even like starting brands, they could also leapfrog even the biggest brands because some of the biggest brands have to re-engineer what they couldn't do before or they didn't think about before. But if they actually newer brands, they might have a head start because if they were at the beginning stage of thinking about consumers, what they need, the experience, how they feel and the pain points, they actually could leapfrog in terms of designing a, a product that fits yeah, and being relevant to what they need at this point uh, in this era and uh, the certain lifestyle or culture that they lived in, yeah. right? And I hear that um, really coming out really strongly for you is that um, culture, lifestyle, environment is not separate from the product, the best brands and the best products is integrated with the environment and the society, yeah. That's really interesting. Uh, So any last words you would like to share with our audience before our closing today? I I would just say
1: that, you know, you talked about, Janet, the entire customer experience. I think that is really what is there. So brands, we say, and uh, need to be authentic. But just remember that if, when you talk about sustainability, you know, uh, customers want to safeguard against any kind of greenwashing. So you, it needs to be really end to end in terms of your promise. Uh, so if you have a, let's say, a non, um, if you have a non-plastic bottle that we've ordered and with renewable ingredients, but it comes in a lot of plastic packaging that's there. I think that's something that they're going to be calling out for. So consumers Mm -hmm. are uh, quite conscious of it and they want brands to do and help them and guide them in this um and therefore if any brand is authentic and looks at it not from a singular point of uh, point of view but looks at it from a holistic uh customer experience and the values that it is providing i think it's it's really going to make its mark in signaling to the consumer that hey i'm there in that journey towards a uh, better a uh, better world better environment and more sustainable kind of actions
0: Yeah, very, 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 very good. I I love it. You know, the part about being authentic because being in this field and sustainability, I oftentimes notice uh, a very big difference between how marketers go about promoting products like the brand product marketing versus sustainability communications. They are totally different. In sustainability, it's like almost, there's no need to shout out how good it is. But if your consumers, they will notice if there is a consistency in what the brand or the product says and what they deliver, and if it's consistent in the experience as well, and then the impact, then it's actually larger than what uh, traditional product product marketing uh, promotions uh, can achieve far more than that. So it's almost like a different uh, mindset. Uh, that marketers have to look within like sustainable brand, uh, branding, product marketing, it's almost a different kind of um, animal, right, that for for, all, for them. Yeah, yeah, so this uh, this is really great insights that you have shared with us. And again, you know, we are so glad that we have you here with us at Lazara Insider. Uh, knowledge that makes a difference. We definitely know a lot more that was that we didn't know before about uh, consumers' behavior and intentions, uh, and I would like to conclude today. And we would love to hear from all the audience. You know, give us feedback um, about your thoughts around consumer intentions and the state to gap also write into us, tell us what kind of topics you'd like to discuss about uh, and what you'd like to hear about in the next coming up episodes on sustainability at Lazada Insider. And with this, I wish you a good day. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Anvia. Thank you, Janet. Thank you for having me at
1: Lazada Insider. And thank you, everyone. This was a very interesting afternoon and very interesting discussion.
0: This is the Zana Insider. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you click follow and subscribe so you don't miss our latest insights and expert interviews. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, take care.